0: Happy, happy Monday. How is everyone? How is your day so far? I hope you had a great weekend. I did too. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to the sound of my voice my name is Rachel and this is well today how is everyone so today i will we're going to look at the reason we go to church the reason we go to the building called church um which is our verse of the day and is found in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10 verse 25. And this is what the Bible tells us. Let us not neglect meeting together as some have made a habit, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Let us not neglect meeting together, as some have made a habit, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day is approaching. So the day is approaching. What day is that? The day of the Lord. The coming. The second coming of Jesus is approaching. And in the, in the author here is telling us we should not neglect the assembly of the brethren. Um... And that's the reason we really we are going to the church, the so-called church. But the real church is you. A true believer, a true born-again, spirit filled child of God is a church. You as an individual person, you are a church. At the same time, collectively, we make up also a church, collective you and other Believer, other like minded, other children of God, together they make up this one beautiful building or one bride of Christ called a church. So, a church is not a building, a man made building made by hands of men. That thing was abolished. If you um, read the Old Testament stories, you will uh, notice that. Uh, the old testament saints went to Jerusalem to worship and in that Jerusalem if you remember the third king of Israel King, um, king Solomon built a temple very elaborated God designed it so much details on it very expensive a lot of Expensive stuff were involved building it, and every God was involved involved in every detail of building that temple, and that's where people went to worship every year, every every time. I don't know how often. I'm I'm not a scholar of the Old Testament, but that's what people did. They went to Jerusalem to worship, um, and offer sacrifices. then we remember that when jesus came um there's a story in the book of john chapter 4 where he was in uh, samaria at the river at the well and the woman came to draw a samaritan woman came to draw water during the noon in the afternoon because she didn't want to meet the jews or something there was some kind of friction between Samaritans and the Jews. They didn't get along. And when she went there, Jesus was sitting right at the well. And um, it looked like it was the well that Jacob uh, dug for his children and his animals. Um, so it was still there, at the time of Jesus. That was, wow. That was many, many, many years later because after they came back from yeah that was many many years since Jacob built that or dug that well um yeah it was before they went to Egypt because Jacob um he passed away in Egypt and they brought him a big ceremonial farewell where Joseph and his brothers they came back to uh to Canaan land to bury him and then went back to Egypt uh, and years later Joseph died also and then he they brought his uh remaining to also to um to the Canaan land the promised land so yeah, that well has been there for many years, over 400 years. I would say, wow, now I'm just thinking about this. Anyway, so Jesus was standing there, I was sitting there, was around that well when this woman came across. And Jesus asked her to give him water to drink. And they had this long dialogue. And they came to this verse here where she told um jesus this woman after jesus told her you have five husbands he, like he told her everything about herself she was like wow you must be a prophet and he said i am greater than that prophet i am greater than i am the christ whom you had because she said oh we, we are expecting christ the messiah gonna tell us everything about us about where to worship and all that jesus said, i am he, I am the Christ. Um, so here we came to, a, to this verse, um, John 4, verse 20 and 21. This is what she said, verse 20. She, she said, our fathers worshipped on this mountain. And you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither this mountain nor in jerusalem worship the father that is john 4 20 to 21 and then i think he went on to say that it's not on my notes that because god is looking for true worshiper and true worshiper worship god in spirit and in truth and so um there's no geographical location. That's what Jesus was telling her. There's no, any, there will no longer be any geographical location where people are going to go worship. Can you imagine if we were today to have to go to Jerusalem? Because I don't think Jesus would be building churches everywhere. If that was the plan of going a location, then he would have built a, another temple in Jerusalem. And all of us all over the world would have to go to Jerusalem to worship. Um, I don't know how that would have worked but I know some other religion that do that they go to specific locations to follow traditions to um, make themselves feel good or at least close to God but Jesus said it's not happening that, that's how pagan worship but you the real children of God we're not to be worshipping like that. You're going to worship God in spirit and in truth. You're going to worship God anywhere, anytime, always. There will be no restrictions of geographical. There will be no restrictions of 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 people or anything. So you and I have that freedom today to do it. Um, We don't need to go to, to a building to worship. We don't need to go to... A location a specific location or follow a, a, a specific person. Um, we the only person we need to follow is Jesus Christ and Jesus made our bodies his temple so he lived inside of us so he made his church in us and so we can worship him anytime anywhere always all the time. However the journey is long is tiresome is uh, lonely sometimes. And so he gave us tools. Um, and one of them is the assembly of together with other like-minded believers, with other individuals who are also at the temple of, of the Holy God, um, who believe the same thing you believe. So if two or three meet together, Guess what happened? Magic. We, we we strengthen each other. We empower each other. We encourage each other. We stimulate each other. Uh, instead of being a, a lone ranger. You know, you'll you be like a lost sheep if you're just doing life. You're doing the faith thing by yourself. So you ought to go to a local assembly. You can. You don't even have to go. This is the thing. The beauty about this. You can even start your... Do... A meeting. What is important here is to recognize people who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who are the children of God, the true children of God, and have an, a habit of meeting together, breaking of bread, um, reading of of the Word, encouraging each other, singing songs, praising God, giving thanks, and maybe go pray. The sick, you know, visit the sick. That kind of things. Be a community, uh, productive community uh, member of the community. Something like that. That's the assembly. This 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 apostle is uh, is telling us. However, um, because of the way, because of the um, when you read history, when you read the Bible, you find that they had buildings in the past. They have temples where people went to worship, which today we call them churches. Um, In the Bible, they call them temples because the word church was not really known, especially in the Old Testament. Even in the New Testament, I I think the first time Jesus mentioned the word church is when Peter confessed, uh, when Jesus asked his disciples, who do you think I am? And uh, they were all saying different things. One say they say, oh, you are the Elijah, another one, you are um, a prophet or something like that. But Peter said, you know, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And uh, Jesus um, right there said, blessed are you, uh, Peter, son Simon, he says, Simon, son of Jonah, for you are Peter, meaning, meaning you are the rock, you are rock. Um, and on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of heads shall not prevail. So I think that's the first time we see the word church. Um, I could be wrong. But I think that's that's when we heard this word church. So he was talking about Peter. But Jesus was talking about him building the church on Peter. The church's foundation is the rock. That's why he changed his name from Simon to Peter. Um and then, uh, Peter became this bold apostle, but he was a weak individual, uh, insecure and all that. Um, but he came to, to grow in, in, in the Lord and, and being strengthened, um, and became the very most effective, um, apostle, uh, maybe next to Paul, um, and John. So, so that's that's how we had the word church. So it's been around since the time of Jesus. And that's why we see these buildings today. Um but also if you study the early churches, most people met at homes. Uh and some of them they met in, in buildings. So it it just it's a mix of all this. But to look like meeting at home. The problem now what happened is as the time went farther and farther from the early churches to today um there's so many people are coming up with crazy revelations um because sometimes people you know where Jesus plant his seed also Satan is doing his own work and a lot of people do see come up with crazy stories that they see vision and and, and dreams and all that stuff to start a church or they're gonna start teaching a doctrine that they say the holy spirit revealed to them and just twisting the bible taking everything out of context and uh reading people astray um and if you read the history of of the church since the days of jesus to today you can see there's so many denominations so many um craziness happening in in christ in the name of christianity um so it's it's um it made it complicated for people to just be two three individual meeting at home. Um, you can be deceived by doing that. So it's, so it works with with an avalanche of information today. I think it works. Um, even though the <laughs> the mega, I'm not talking about mega church. Even though going to these buildings, it's not the perfect. But it's much better because so many people are together than being two or three people. You can be two or three people but deceive two or three people. But if you're in, in a group of more, a lot of people, many people, maybe 50 or 100, um, it's easier to correct each other. Because among those, you're going to find the true believer in there who will be able to correct others uh, and instead of being agreeing everything if if it's two or three people you can see error it's easier to see errors it's easier to see mistakes and correct them that's what i think however also the mega church the biggest biggest building those also have problem because it's hard to follow up with each and every person so i think meeting together with a decent number of people uh it's it's good uh, a lot of people can be a problem. Uh few people under 10, under 5, uh, it co- can also be a little problem. Um, so I think that's the reason people do meet um, in churches, in so-called churches, in so-called building assembly, once a week, uh, mostly Sundays. Some they do Saturdays because of Hebrews um, 10 verse 25. Now, let me say this. I wanted to to, um, to say all this to come up to this point where um, I personally believe that the Lord Jesus has people who he knows they are true believer and he has reserved them for himself until the end he continued to uh strengthen them he continued to um guide them to counsel them to um he is in in the detail of their life as a shepherd i mean he has given us pastors and preachers and teachers uh, uh however he himself is also very much involved in the lives of these individual um which i believe i am one of them I am. Yep. Let me brag about that. And we cannot say anything to change that. So he reserved us for himself and he is with us always to the end of age. And these people are in every corner of the world, everywhere. You cannot pinpoint them. You cannot tell, but you can see the difference in them, um, in their conduct, in their, in everything, they are different people. They are they are not the same like everybody else. Um, and these people also these these are the one as individual. If you collect them all at the end of age, which Jesus will do, his angels will do. Those are the true individual who make up this bride of christ this church um but as for now we have to just go to these buildings to go to these places we call churches in the denomination uh for for many other reasons to to be edified and to edify others it doesn't mean... And the and, and other individual, you, there are few people also in, in those buildings who are like-minded, but you cannot point out. You can tell if you're a true believer. You can tell somebody is... You just can tell. Even even in the book, in the apostle, um, one of the letters apostle Paul wrote, he said, uh, you know, spiritual people, they can judge everything, but they cannot be judged. So you can... If you are a spiritual person, you can tell. You can tell this person is um, either saved or in the process of being corrected. Um, but you, you can also tell a person who is completely carnal, eh, completely hipo- hypocrite, and pretend he's a pretender or she's a pretender. Um, and you cannot tell them, hey, pointing finger. No, with love and compassion, you just point them in, in the Bible. You point them in the word um, to, to to see for themselves or to cry to the Lord so that the Lord is going to give them uh, the revelation of himself. Just like he did with Peter, just like he did with me, just like he did with many saved men and men, women of God. Um, because there's so many people are deceived thinking when they play, pray that player, they're saved. That's how easy they think it is to be saved. And while it is easy to be saved, it's also, it's not easy to be saved. Um, this is completely God's discretion. Um, he revealed himself to whomever he wanted. Um, there were 12 disciples. They were all guessing each other, who is, who is Jesus, um, they couldn't answer, Peter answered it, because God revealed that to Peter, uh, Jesus grew up with brothers in his own family, James was one of them, Jude, his brothers did not believe him or anything, but they came to believe after he was raised from the dead. You know, God would have revealed that to them when as he was growing up with them, but you know, they just saw him as just say their brother, their older brother, but they could not believe he was actually God. Um, but they came to believe later, after he was raised from the dead. So in, in the Old Testament we are told that the Jews were looking for signs and the Greek were looking for knowledge, something like that. Uh, But in our time today, no signs, no knowledge, no signs will be given. The only thing we need to live is by faith. So faith is what we are to live with today. Um, Anybody who is looking to see some kind of vision or dreams or those kind of things, most likely they are deceived. Um, And, and, you know, you, you just have compassion for those people. There is nothing much you can you can do other than pointing them to the word of God and to the Lord Jesus Christ. So um, I want to close with this. Sometimes people don't like to go to church. Um, I like being in the assembly of brothers. I like being in the community of like-minded believers. And I think everyone who is truly saved should have the desire for that, I think. Is it necessary? No. Um, But you're going to be alone. Um, You're going to be walking by yourself in this difficult journey. Um, The beauty we can worship God anywhere. You don't have to be in church every Sunday, every week, every day but it's for your good everything god commands us to do it's for our own good so it's good to be in, in in assembly but i've seen sometimes people go to church and you know they pretend all holy and all that stuff but then inside you sometimes i just maybe i shouldn't say this The mark of a true believer is not a church attendance or going to a building to assemble. That's going to church will not save anybody. Um I go because I want to go. But if somebody in my family are not into going to church but I know they are saved they are saved. Maybe one day they will have that desire of being also church goers. Now some people will say, no, a person cannot be saved and not desire to go to church. Um, I beg to disagree with that. I beg to disagree because I know there are these individuals that are true children of God who are all over the world. All over the world. Even those places where people are persecuted for being christian or maybe there's no even one church one building none zero but maybe they watch on a news on they watch stuff on tv or they watch something on 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 internet and they got saved because they heard the, the gospel from there and they got saved and they continue the holy spirit continue revealing to them um maybe they, they get hold of the Bible and they read their Bible at home and he's working in them with the sanctification. Um so it, it's 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 a little bit harder. However um it's not that it's impossible because at the end of the day God himself will sustain them. Now can a person, for example, here in America Saved and not desire to go to church because there are so many churches everywhere, all over the place. Um, I think, yes, because also there are so many people who has been in those assemblies and have been hurt by the people who call themselves Christian, and they're not. Um, So there is, like, how do I put this? How do I put, but that's not an excuse for a person uh, not to um, to completely forsake the assembly. It's just um, I, I can understand. I can understand why a person is not into this because it look like more of hypocrisy for that person. Um, so the best thing to do. Or oh, that person to see the church as just another place of hypocrisy because they've been hurt in church. They've been abused or they've been, you know, misused, or they see all craziness on TV and on the internet and they're like, I, I don't wanna participate on that. Um so what do you do with that person? Um, well you keep having compassion for them just like you have compassion for everyone else because they are just missing out um, things that probably they wouldn't otherwise find being by themselves. You know what I'm saying? It's them missing more than they're going to go to heaven but their journey here on earth may be even harder because of just being by alienating themselves from other like-minded believers. So that's that's what I think. So um, don't let anyone say that, oh, because you don't go to church, then maybe you're not saved. It's absolutely not true. Absolutely not true. Um, in the book of Daniel, 12 verse, 24, 12 verse 4, um, the angel was talking to Daniel about the later days in which I believe he was prophesying about today this 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 is later age he said that the information will increase but he told Daniel to seal that that prophecy to seal that information that he revealed to him until that time come and this is the time we are living in where the information had increased tremendously it's so easy to to worship these days very easy um, with internet so many medium ways there's no excuse for a person not to be able to worship so even if you don't go to a building you can still worship with people on the internet, you can still worship with people on TV um, you can still worship on podcast radio all kind of medium um, if You are mature enough to do that. But if you are a baby Christian, um, I think you should be able to meet people in person in um, somewhere in your local, local assembly where you are, where you live. So that is my take on this subject. Do not forsake the assembly of brethren um let me read it again uh let us yeah but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching so the day of the Lord is approaching and um, if we do according to verse if we forsake this assembly verse 26 tells us if we go on sinning willfully it's easy for um, for those persons to prevent you also from holding you accountable from, um, you know, falling into foolish sin. sin. Um, and that's why you need to go to those assembly. Is it necessary? No. Is it a command? Are you go- not going to go to heaven because you don't go? No. But it's for your own good. You don't want to fall into sin. You don't want to... Feel being comfortable where nobody is holding you accountable for anything you do that is wrong. And so that's why we do assembly. That's why we do this assembly. In fact, when I started even serving at my local church, because I've been born again for now almost five years, almost five years. Um, so this the first time I... This is the second year actually the first year, yeah, 2019, when I started serving. Uh, the last four years, I have been just feeding on the Word, knowing the Lord, growing. Um, and for the first time this year, I had an opportunity to start um, volunteering at the church. And there are things that sometimes I, when I do at home and I go and I have a schedule to, to save or to volunteer at church, Um, it didn't feel right it felt like I am hypocrite I can't be living one way and go to church and and save others when I myself am in bondage for some kind of sins and so that helped me um, acknowledge those weaknesses and ask God to strengthen me so I don't fall into them again so that's another way of growing really um, it, everything is for our own good. And, and it helped me. And it helped me a lot. But you don't see that until you step into it. You don't see it until you step into it. So that's my encourage for you today. Go to the local local church. Go to the local assembly There are hundreds of thousands of churches today. There are people who came to the press that I go from 50 miles away i'm like wow there's no any other churches where you are there's no building there's no assembly they're like well we don't we cannot find something like this um so sometimes you have to ask a person what exactly you mean by that however um unless you know people well you you don't know the reason people go to places they go um unless you know them well you can find out more what's the reason they, they, they go this place instead of any other places along the way. Um, so there are hundreds of hundreds of places you can go worship. There is no excuse, there is no reason you shouldn't but let at the at the same time let the Holy Spirit read you. Because if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you he will help you. He will um, help you to find a, a place for you to be. He will plant you to a church to be under a certain shepherd and uh, you're going to grow there. But if you don't have the Holy Spirit, then you're not in Christ. You're not saved. So that's it for today. Till next time, thank you so much for listening to this in Jesus name.